Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Hi there. I want to tell you about my webinars that are going to be coming up every month. I want you to check out my website and see what this month's webinar topic is and sign up. The format is going to be the same every month, even though the topics are going to change. It's going to be a huge variety of career-related topics. I'm going to give you a deep dive into content about that topic for about 30 minutes, and then you're going to have a chance for 30 minutes of Q&A in the chat box while I'm, I'm teaching you. You can ask me a question, and then if you're really brave, and I hope you will be, you can be volunteered to coach live on that month's topic so you can raise your hand and I'll coach you. I want to give you that URL so that you can go to my website, see what the next topic is and sign up. So go to http colon backslash backslash nope. So go to my website at exclusivecareercoaching.com forward slash webinar sign up see what this month's topic is, see when and, and, and what time it is, sign up and, uh, and get in there and participate with me. I look forward to having you there. Thanks. Greetings. How are you today? How is the weather? It's what May 30th as I record this, and so we're just getting past a, um, a tropical storm in Florida. Um, cool thing that happened to me a couple of weeks ago is that my daughter came to visit me. She lives in Illinois and we just had the most amazing time and it rained the whole time she was here. So we didn't get to go to the beach. We didn't get to ride bikes or do most of the things that I wanted to do, but we still had a really great time. And I hope that you all are evolving into a really amazing relationship with your moms. Um, if you're blessed enough to have one in your life, because I cherish that relationship with my kids so much. So Speaking of which, I want to talk about emotional adulthood at work. And if you've never heard the concept of emotional adulthood uh, versus emotional childhood, this is a concept that my coach, Brooke Castillo, talks about. And I thought, geez, this is so applicable for the work environment that I really wanted to delve into this today. So the the bad news is that it's time to be an adult at work, so I'm sorry about that, (laughs) but Let's let's kind of define it. So emotional adulthood is where you take responsibility for what you think, feel, and do at work. You're not blaming anyone else uh, for what you are thinking, feeling, or doing, or the results that you're getting. It's all on you. Um, emotional adulthood means that you're not at the effect of the circumstances in your life. So if we're talking about emotional adulthood at work, we're not we're saying you're not being affected by the circumstances that are going on at work. You aren't blaming your boss, you're not blaming your coworkers, you're not blaming the company that you work for. You know that no matter what's happening at work, it is totally within your control to think positive thoughts, to feel good, and to act in a way that serves you best. So I hear you now, I know what you're saying, you don't know my situation, you think you're a special snowflake and that your circumstances actually do cause you to feel bad. Well, let me ask you this. What's the upside of abdicating responsibility for your life to someone else, for your work relationship, for the how you feel when you're at work for eight or more hours a day? 
And it, especially if it's somebody you don't even particularly like, and yet you're giving them all this power and all this responsibility over how you feel. You are giving that person far too much power. So abdicating responsibility for how you feel at work is incredibly disempowering, and you become a victim. You fall into a victim mentality, and of course, anytime there's a victim, there has to be a villain. So then you've created a villain in this other person. So do you really want to think of yourself as a victim? I, I doubt it. So by abdicating responsibility, you're going to fuel an action that you probably don't want to be taking. So it could be that you avoid the other person. You talk about the other person behind their back. You vent your rage to a significant other or your friends, even coworkers. You slack off on your job performance because you just think, well, it doesn't matter. Or you become passive aggressive toward that person. So none of those actions are going to get you the results that you're seeking at work. None of those actions are fueled by the kind of thoughts that you really want to be having. They feel yucky and they don't, there's no upside. They don't generate positive feelings for you. Yeah. The problem is that from childhood, we've been told by parents and teachers and other significant adults in our lives that we have the ability to hurt another person's feelings. Oh, you've hurt her feelings. Oh, don't make her feel bad. And it's absolutely untrue. When we understand that only we can affect our own feelings, then the onus is off of other people to make us feel a certain way. And the reverse is also true. Nothing that we say or do or don't say or don't do can make another person feel a certain way. It's only what they think about what we say, do, don't say, or don't do that's going to make them feel anything. An emotional adult doesn't blame anyone at work for their mistakes. An emotional adult doesn't throw temper tantrums when they don't get that promotion, that Tony project, the recognition that they were hoping for, and they own their own mistakes and take responsibility for them. An emotional adult also doesn't blame himself for mistakes either. So there's no upside to blame ever. So whether you're trying to blame somebody else or you're trying to blame yourself, I promise there's no upside. An emotional adult is interested in and curious about the thoughts and the feelings and the actions that led to the result they didn't want, the so-called quote-unquote mistake. So adult, emotional adulthood involves this switch from, oh, I screwed that up and beating yourself up. So that's kind of like a double whammy because you did the thing that was apparently a mistake, but then you're beating yourself up for it. But rather just looking at why you did it from a place of curiosity and compassion. Oh, I see. I didn't get any sleep the night before. I had just had an argument with my husband or my boyfriend, my girlfriend. I was on a short leash. I can do better than that. This is how I'm going to handle that situation next time. But it's coming from that place of curiosity and, and, and compassion and not a place of blame. Also, an emotional adult knows that the only way to get a different result is to start with a different thought. So what a lot of people want to do is continue to have the negative thoughts and act differently based on those thoughts. And that's a really tough situation to be in. It is not sustainable and it's very stressful. So if you're thinking about how much you despise a coworker, 
but yet you're trying so hard to be nice to that person and get along with them. It's going to come across as disingenuous. It's going to come across as passive aggressive. It's not going to be authentic because it's not authentic. There's nothing authentic about it. And at some point, your true nature is going to show up. So, all right, so all of this probably makes sense in the abstract, but it's going to be a lot more difficult for you to do it when a situation arises at work, right? So your challenge is to be aware of the temptation to slip into emotional childhood and try to catch yourself in the thought phase, right? So again, you know, if you continue to have those negative thoughts about that person or that, that boss or that situation, and yet try to act differently you're going to be kind of butting heads. It's going to be like those National Geographics where you see the two rams locking horns. It's going to be very difficult to win and, and succeed in that situation. So your, your challenge then becomes when you catch the thought is to reframe that thought gently and kindly so that you get a different outcome. Now, if you are... If you genuinely despise a coworker because of something they did, you're not likely to go from a thought of, you know, he's an idiot to he's the best thing that ever happened to this department. I simply want you to make a minor adjustment in your thought. It's going to give you huge results, uh, different results. So think about kind of that, that plane that's flying that makes that mid-course correction. It's just a little like a degree north or a degree south or whatever. And yet, by the time they've arrived, the destination is completely different than had they not made that correction. So it doesn't take a huge 180 change to affect a very different result. So you could, if you're saying about someone at work, he's such an idiot, maybe you could say instead, he's doing the best he can. Because honestly, we all are. Now, my coach will say, sometimes our best is terrible. That's the best we can do in that circumstance, and it's terrible. But we are doing the best we can do. What if you're thinking, she should never have been given that job. She's incompetent. She can't do it. Why'd she ever get the job? What if you replaced it with, she is good at X, right? So I had a coworker uh, back in the day who I inherited. I did not hire her. I would have never hired her. But I found a place of being able to say that she was good at her, her employee relation, her employer relations. So talking to prospective employers, I was working in a college career services office, she was able to develop really good rapport. So while so much of her job was insufficient and inadequate, when I found that there was nothing I could do to terminate her, even though I was her boss, I tried to terminate her, I came to a place of, okay, let me appreciate the good parts of her and kind of try to capitalize on those because that's what I have. That's what I can work with right now. What if you replaced my boss never recognizes me with, I know I'm doing a great job, so maybe you have to be the one recognizing yourself. You're not going to change the behavior of the boss ever. You're not going to change the behavior of the coworker ever. But you can affect how you think about your work and how you think about them. So the goal is emotional adulthood, and the path to emotional adulthood is self-awareness. So a self-awareness of your thoughts, and then of when you slip into kind of a blame or victim mentality, and when you're beating yourself up for your negative thoughts. Now, there's one more thing about emotional adulthood that I want to go over, and this is another quote from my coach, Brooke Castillo. People pleasers are liars, and I think that's so true. 
So if you're trying to control other people's opinions of you at work or anywhere by acting in a certain way or saying certain things, then you're an emotional childhood because you cannot control how other people will feel about you because what they think about you is about them, not about you. And nothing that you say or do can change that because it's a reflection of themselves. So just be you, do you, let them do them, continue to grow and evolve as the human that you are, show up at work as the best possible version of yourself, and just let others think whatever they want to think about you, because you don't have any say-so in the matter anyway. They're going to think what they want to think, and when I use the word let, I put it in air quotes, because you're not really letting them think a certain way. They're going to do whatever they want to do. It sucks, I know. What you really want to do is control the other person, and the fact of the matter is, we don't have any control over anyone else, nor does anyone else have control over us. It all has to do with our thoughts. So I, I encourage you to be the emotional adult that you're capable of being, and just be aware. Don't. This is not a, a an excuse to beat yourself up when things don't go the way that you'd like them to go, but rather to just pay attention to what you're thinking about a situation at work and think about if things didn't go so well, how can I handle that better the next time? And just being aware of your thoughts and the feeling that those thoughts generate for you. So I hope this has been helpful and uh, I hope that you have a great rest of the week and I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.